0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2638, Breaking the Stress Spending Cycle, by Kristen Wong, with GetRichSlowly.org. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I serenade you with the sweet sounds of personal finance from some of the best blogs on the planet, with the author's permission, of course. So with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Breaking the Stress Spending Cycle by Kristen Wong with GetRichSlowly.org. Lately, life has been a little hectic. I have a full schedule of work. I'm trying to plan a surprise party. I'm working on three different passion projects. My laundry needs to be washed. I need to be washed. It's noon and I haven't even showered. I don't mind a packed schedule and I've learned to better manage my time. But for those moments when a lack of time gets the better of me and my stress level rises, I've noticed something unsettling. I have a really careless attitude about money. In short, I've been stress spending. Some of it is emotional and some of it is spending out of convenience. Here are a few examples of my recent stress spending. Instead of cooking, I've been ordering takeout. I ordered some clothes online because I thought I deserved it and I've been paying at parking meters instead of opting for free street parking. There's nothing inherently wrong with these expenses, if I were planning for them. But I blew my food budget because I felt like I didn't have time to cook, and I bought a bunch of clothes that I didn't really want to spend money on. And parking on the street in my neighborhood takes an extra minute at the most, but I didn't feel like thinking about it. With each of these expenses, stress clouded my judgment. The problems with stress spending. My stress spending didn't bring me to my knees, no. But I like to practice conscious consumerism. Being a better spender has saved me quite a bit over the years. It's also helped give me a better appreciation for the things on which I choose to spend my money. Impulse-fueled stress spending has quite a few drawbacks. Number one, it takes away from my goals. I budget my expenses because I have savings goals I'd like to meet. The less I spend, the faster I can reach those goals. Haphazard spending is like stealing money from my future self. Number two, small amounts add up. When I recently ordered a pizza because I didn't feel like cooking, I actually patted myself on the back. I found a good deal on a greasy, unhealthy wad of dough, $6. Hey, that's not bad for a splurge, I thought to myself, except that over the course of the past couple of weeks, I've spent more than I care to admit on takeout and fast food. Those small purchases add up, especially when you convince yourself they're insignificant. Number three, my spending decisions are unhealthy. I mean that my spending decisions are both physically and emotionally unhealthy. I bought those clothes to make myself happy and relieve my stress. Whether it's clothes or trips or cars, it's okay to buy things you like, of course. But what I didn't like about my spending decision was that I used it as a quick fix instead of actually addressing my stress problem. And then there's the physical consequence. That pizza was cheap, sure, but it was also pretty unhealthy. And I'm not gonna lie, I love unhealthy food, but in moderation. Most of the time I eat like your garden variety hippie. So my stress spending has also led to stress eating. And number four, it creates a cycle of bad decisions. I stress spend. I get mad at my bad decision. This adds to my stress. I stress spend. Stress, spend, regret, repeat. What to do about it? Okay, so you know that stress spending is not a good thing. So how do you put a stop to it? Here's how I've been approaching it. Number one, stop the cycle. Throw a wrench into your vicious cycle. Lately, when I sense my judgment becoming clouded, I stop whatever it is I'm doing and walk away and listen to a song I love. Whether it's exercising, meditating, or just zoning out on a song for two minutes, a moment of reflection can do wonders. It clears my mind and keeps my judgment sharp. Number two, don't overwhelm yourself. I have a bad habit of overwhelming my to-do list with an impossible amount of tasks so that I can get a head start on the next week but if I'm stressed out trying to get a head start, I'm not sure that it's worth it. I've learned to let go and cut down my list. There are some things I won't get to today, and I'm learning to be okay with that rather than to lose sleep and eventually money over it. Number three, identify your triggers. By understanding the thought process behind my stress spending, I can usually stop it in its tracks. When I wanna buy something unplanned and frivolous, I've discovered that I always tell myself something along the lines of, you work hard, you have money, you can afford not to give this much thought. When that thought pops into my head, my savings goal pops out. So I remember that now. That thought is my spending trigger, and it's helped a great deal to understand that. Another trigger? It's 4 p.m., and I haven't given any thought to dinner, and I still have stuff on my to-do list. This scenario is what leads to my ordering takeout. Now that I've identified that trigger, I can do something about it. And number four, have a backup plan. For convenience-based stress spending, it helps to have a backup plan. Whatever you spend money on out of convenience, look for a way to avoid it, or at least find a cheaper alternative. For my takeout problem, this might mean cooking meals in advance and then freezing them. And here's a confession. I have one pre-packaged frozen meal on hand. Most frugal people will groan at this, and understandably so. It's not a good everyday food option, but when I don't have time to cook and I'm stressed, a cheap Trader Joe's meal beats takeout. It's not ideal, but it's a backup plan. I also know that when I break out that meal, it's time to rethink how I'm balancing my time. Of course, it's better to focus on the long-term solutions and find a way to stop putting yourself in a position to stress spend in the first place. You just listened to the post titled, Breaking the Stress Spending Cycle by Kristen Wong with GetRichSlowly.org. And I'll be right back with my commentary. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/ofd. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h-m-o-n-e-y.com/ofd for your extended 30-day free trial. Convenience spending is a luxury, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you're in the financial position to afford it. When I came to my senses and took a hard look at my money at 28 years old, I was living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in 30 grand of debt. I decided at the time that I wasn't going to allow myself any convenience spending, and it was challenging, but I think it helped me build some strong frugal muscles. It helped me become more creative and resourceful. It helped me recognize when I was spending as a distraction from feeling my feelings. But I was also coming at this from an incredible place of privilege. I was making a very conscious decision to participate in self-imposed restriction for a season of life. There's a saying that tough decisions lead to an easy life, and easy decisions lead to a tough life. It's easy to just keep mindlessly spending and not face the music when it comes to one's personal finances. But that leads to a hard life over time. I had an extremely short season of a few uncomfortable moments when it came to convenience spending. And that led to a much easier money journey in the long run. That brings us to the end for today, though. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. And I'll catch you tomorrow for our next episode, where your optimal life awaits.